0: Welcome to the Warrior Project podcast. My name is Em. I'm a growth and development consultant, a wellness coordinator, and a functioning hippie. And I'm Katie. I'm a nurse, wellness junkie, and new mum trying to find her way. We talk about all things health-related, mind, body, and soul. We believe that everything is connected. So buckle up and get ready to have your mind expanded. Hello everyone, welcome back. Uh, You are here with me and Tanvi again. So this is part two of our first conversation where we were chatting about Tanvi's um, unique skill set with regards to how she combines her essential oil knowledge with being a pharmacist, with yoga teaching, and how she depicts that in her own coaching business. Um, And I think Before we ended our discussion or off air, Tanvi mentioned that she wanted to elaborate on, was it trauma? and
1: Yes, hello again. Um, So, yes, definitely the – well, we were talking about how the gut health can play a huge role in your day-to-day. But what I think I really wanted to elaborate on was how – constant stress on your body um, and whether that's like long-term stress from trauma that you've experienced or short-term stress that you're experiencing every day Mm -hmm. plays such a huge role on your gut health and part of that is to do with inflammation and what it's doing inside your body Mm -hmm. and your gut directly responds to inflammation so that's something that I just really wanted to um, you know pull up Put, put a bit, bit of a spotlight on because I think it's really important that people are aware that, hey, my gut health isn't playing up out of the blue
0: yeah. or
1: I'm not sensitive to foods um, just because or, you know, um, for me personally, like I couldn't go out and eat food because I would get bloated within minutes of yeah, I anything remember. I ate. Yeah. So what I discovered then was like after so much work and you would know this as well is that, the trauma that I had experienced as a child had all led up to this. Mm. Um, And, you know, it comes back to being really self-aware and coming to really then discover and do that inner work to release a lot of the stuff that's holding you back both in your health and in your life.
0: Yeah. So Tambi's had, um, you know, she's experienced trauma in her childhood and as a result, experienced really severe gut issues I remember you were you had to you ended up um cutting out eggs gluten like a whole bunch of stuff and you were kind of doing like a bit of a trial and error and then it wasn't until you actually sat with past traumas that you'd experienced did you feel lighter correct the same thing happened with me so as Tammy knows so I suffered from constipation pretty much my entire life up until the age of like 26, 27. I'm 30 next month. Um, And it was the exact same thing for me. So it's bizarre. Physically and physiologically, doctors, gastro specialists, experts could not find anything physically, physiologically wrong with me. And it was so bizarre. And it wasn't until I started to sit with past versions of myself that I felt ashamed of right back to the age of 10 years old. It wasn't until I started to do that work and actually acknowledge parts of my life and myself that generated a a lot of shame and a lot of pain for me. And and it wasn't until then that I started to integrate past versions of myself that I turned away from and started to enhance my self-worth my self-esteem my Mm self-love my gut issues went away and I can probably say in the last two to three years I've probably experienced constipation like between one and three times and you know the interesting thing is this is something that's so funny so the body likes consistency right a lot of the time your body clock likes a bit of consistency there are times where if I feel, so I'm someone, I don't know if it's part of my personality, I'm not sure, um, but I just nurture that. I hate being rushed. I hate it if, so because my life pace is quite slow and it's quite, like I'm not, like I'm a morning person, but like I like to get up, shower, have breakfast. I do like 20 minutes of breath work. I've got like a sort of system and and then I'm still quite productive, but my life pace feels slow. I never feel like I'm racing against time. Mm. And my fiance, he is not like that. So he likes to, he'll block tasks one after the other. So like we'll have one social event and then that will trickle into like going straight to, it might start at breakfast and then it will trickle into a lunch one and then a dinner one. And it's like every single space of time needs to be filled with stimulation. Whereas I'm not like that. Yes. I need buffers or sometimes no socialising. Um, And I think that you'll find majority of people actually need that in terms of rebooting, regenerating, finding that sense of calm. So for example, and my fiance knows this now, if he rushes me in the morning and he says to me, okay, we need to leave in 15 minutes, even if we don't have an appointment and we don't need to be somewhere in 15 minutes, if he tries to rush me, I get constipated then and there. (laughs) Like that's how quick my body yes. responds to stress.
1: Yes.
0: Whereas if he's not, if he's away at work or if he's home and he's not rushing me, no problems. So I actually had to have this discussion with him. I had to say, babe, when you rush me and make me feel rushed, my stomach, I not only do I get constipated, but I get pain in my stomach Yeah. and I actually can't, like it affects my mood because my stomach is irritating me and then it affects my mood and it's a trickle effect. So you need to not rush me because my body is hyper-responsive to stress. And the first sign of it and the first thing that responds, my gut.
1: 100%. So why is that? I couldn't agree more.
0: So why is it that the gut, I notice, when people are in a stressful situation, why is the gut the first thing to respond to stress
1: so science says and we should all know this the gut is pretty much your second brain and we have a direct it's called like an axis that connects our brain and our gut yeah so whatever emotions we're feeling if we start to feel a bit stressed a bit of anxiety a bit of nervousness come on the first thing that is going to respond is our gut Hmm. Right?
0: Um, is that because it's got a lot of nerves in there? Yeah,
1: hundred yeah. percent. I mean, yeah. but there's also this whole vagus nerve that connects your brain to your gut. So it's almost like anything you're feeling in here, inside of your mind. If you're what is the purpose? Of tension, uh, let me of stress,
0: ask you a question. Yes. What is the purpose of that vagus nerve? Why is why is that? Why does the brain need to be connected to the gut?
1: And this all comes back down to how whatever's going on in the gut will directly affect your mental health, your mind, and whatever's going on in the mind is also going to then affect the gut. So you've obviously got the reason you've got that connection is because our body needs to function on a day-to-day basis, Mm, mm. like your brain releases things when it's like you know time to go to the toilet or you're feeling full like stop eating now so there's all these like responses that go back and forth if we didn't have that then we might just continue being on the toilet or we might just continue eating because there's no we wouldn't eat at all we wouldn't eat at all Mm. because there's no responses going back and forth like okay my tummy's full now i'm gonna stop eating or hey i'm hungry i'm gonna have a snack or a meal now yeah or hey it's lunchtime. i need to feed there's no responses going so that's why there's that connection so that everything can respond accordingly and what we need to do is listen Listen. and i
0: guess that so I've never actually thought about this. I've never actually dived into the the purpose of, because I've always known that the gut and the brain are connected. I've never questioned why. I've never gone into depth with someone who knows a lot about it. And I guess the reason that that connection is so significant and it's related to digestion and food is because food is fuel and medicine. So our brain and our gut need to be connected so that we know what, medicine air quotes and nourishment our body needs to function in a certain way like I notice at night if I've been looking at my laptop doing my website for three or so hours I start to feel hungry and I'm like oh it must my brain must need fuel or like something needs some sort of fuel and it's like my brain is getting tired so my gut has responded and it's like go and have some fruit go and have a snack yeah and then I can come back and continue with this stimulation exactly how interesting I've never even thought of it's this amazing
1: this whole connection it is amazing
0: I love the human body
1: yeah
0: that's amazing it's fascinating <laughs> okay so the other thing that I wanted to chat about in this episode is so you've decided to transition from your conventional nine to five pharmacy job to now you're doing it's funny, you're doing a little bit of everything like what I'm doing. It's, it's really funny. So yes. you're doing a bit of yoga teaching, you're, but you're a pharmacist like one day a week and then you're trying to do your coaching and you're doing your essential oil blends. Correct. Okay, so what are you noticing is the general consensus of opinion that you're receiving from people in your life? regarding this new lifestyle wow um
1: do you know it's been a journey it's been a journey to get here and I think when I first started um and I I understand it always comes from a good place whether it's family whether it's friends that they're concerned about you concerned about your welfare you know they want to make sure that you're going to have enough income coming in that Mm. sort of thing so for a long time when I have always thought in the back of my mind i know that pharmacy is not the end game for me because that's not me ultimately putting my mm. whole soul into helping people and that's really what i'm all about mm. and when i started talking to family about that you know it was like well can you really make an income from that can you really make a life out of that you've got your whole life ahead of you mm. you know what about when you need things like a house and when you have a family all of these things what's going to happen then mm. And the way I see it, I've always thought of what I do as a serious business. Mm. To me, it's not a side hustle that I'm just going to spend a couple of hours a week. Yeah. To me, I have put my life energy into this, building it for the last couple of years.
0: Yeah,
1: And I'm not going to stop. Yeah, And the reason I'm not going to stop is because I love it mm. so much. Like The work that I'm doing the impact that we're making and it would be the same for you, mm. you'd love it so much to a point like you're not going to give up no matter what people say.
0: I'm, I'm just going to interject there. Yeah. I remember, so obviously like majority of listeners would have no idea of Tanvi's background and her upbringing and what she's been through. I remember when Tanvi told me about her upbringing and some traumas that she's experienced and my response to her was, why the fuck are you not telling people about this? This is a story. This is a story and this is your story. And I remember, who was I talking about you to? I was talking about you to someone. I think it was Josh. Right. And I said to him, Tanvi's story is like as hectic, if not more hectic than mine. And I, you know what I said to him? I said to him, I really hope that she's being as transparent as she can be Mm -hmm. with her clients because that's what's going to draw them in. Your story is so unique and is so incredible what you've come from to now doing this. And something I've always thought in the back of my head is I'm like, I really hope that she's not hiding any of it.
1: Yeah, right. You know, funny you say that because I, it's only this year that I've said to myself, right? Like I need to be showing up more in my truth, and to some aspect, I always hide a little bit of that.
0: you do. I and so. I pick that up with you. I'm like, if she just oh, shot, like you're authentic, yes. But I feel like, so for example, with me, I'm transparent. You could almost see through me. I'm like cellophane. Like I will like anything that I've gone through in my past, shame, whatever, yeah. Whereas I feel like sometimes with you, I just, I want to just like push you and just be like, Tanvi, just say it, just say it because it's something that I think you don't realize. That's your point of differentiation. That's your point of strength and courage and uniqueness. And I feel like if you hadn't experienced that shit in the past, I don't think you'd be where you are today.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. There's no way. No, no. And I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing. I don't think I would have the confidence that I do now the self-belief and like you know we all go through that we all go through moments of like oh I don't think I can do this yeah like, why in the heck would anyone want to work with me yeah why would anyone want to you know go through yeah. this with me but then I think to myself holy crap I have come so far yeah from the girl that I was so in short um if I'm going to open up on your podcast, yes. this is the perfect place to do it because yep. I know how authentic you are I Am as well. Um, I, I went through, like, my family history is quite broken in the sense um, my dad was an alcoholic and he still calls himself that. Mm. Um, my mum went through severe depression and I was a child and so I um, got the repercussions of all of that. Mm. So growing up, I feel like I had to grow up a lot quicker than I what you know i didn't get that whole experience of being a child and being Mm. joyful and all of those things which now i really infuse into my life but in saying that all of those things taught me how to be the person i am today Mm. um you know they have i guess with growing up and having gone through everything and almost being the adult in their relationship, you would say for such a long time. Mm. Um, and you know, I have a younger brother, and even to him, I used to take him away from everything, because I didn't want him to go through mm. the stuff that I I didn't. I, you know, whether it was the abuse, the, um, the both the physical, the emotional, the verbal, all of it.
0: I'm so fucking glad that you were talking about this openly on a public forum. I was like, I oh, can't believe that I, I am doing I, this. I didn't know. I'm getting goosebumps. I didn't know how far to push you. I was like, do I just reveal it all or do I just gently pu- or do I just let her? just jump over it and not even acknowledge it but in my head i was like i really fucking hope she opens up and just says it before we even
1: like sat down to record this i had no idea this was what it was going yeah, to. yes back through. in my head
0: i kind of did i'm like actually sweating right yeah now. yeah <laughs> do you know how many people come into this library in this office and sit with me and be like em i'm sweating i'm like good we're doing the work we're doing it right because as soon as you say shit out loud yeah. it's like not only do you feel lighter but you're you're like holy shit, I've fucking overcome some shit. Yes. And this is like, the, Tanvi has overcome abuse, violence. She's come from a broken family upbringing. And I don't think you've ever really said this out loud, let alone in public on a podcast. I
1: have not. Yeah. I have not. This is huge. Like, <laughs> this is massive. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes I talk to clients about it, but I'll only reveal certain aspects because if mm. they're going through something, I want them to be able to relate back to me and I want to relate to them. And mm. so I will reveal part. of it. You have to, it, yeah. Um, because that's the only way it works. Yep. Like, like it, it's, it's, it's you know, back and forth. It's all a relationship that you have with your clients. But wow, that feels. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> See, and this was an example, a live example of my coaching that I just kind of, I suddenly gently yeah. guide people. And then I'm like, if she doesn't open up, I swear <laughs> to God. Like, I don't want to pry people open. But I'm like, I just want to like peek in and then I want you to sense my energy and you're just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. I feel like something about authenticity is that, and I feel like this is a very unique quality of mine. I think because I'm so unapologetically authentic, it becomes contagious to whoever I'm around. Like just then you were like, oh, but you know what, Em, you're authentic. So I'm just going to reveal it. And I feel like going back to what you said. This is why no Zena, Zena loves Tambi. <laughs> going back to what you said, this work—the work that you and I are doing with other people—it's important. This is so important. Like the only reason I think that we feel so whole now is because we're doing this sort of work.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? You know, there's always been that aspect. And earlier you were talking about how um, it's come up uh, with the work that I do and how you know families spoken about it, but mm. I've also had, I've actually had an complete openness friends that I've had for 10 years, over 10 years, think and say to me that they don't believe what I'm doing is real mm. and it's not a job. Yeah, And you know, there's always that small aspect of you that feels like you're getting judged.
0: Yeah. So it's cultural beliefs as well. It
1: is, yeah. Society, cultural beliefs, um, all that sort of thing. So there's always that small aspect of it that you think, oh, if I say this, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um,
0: you get used to it. I get teased do. all the time. Yeah. Like my family still to this day are like, does Emmeline even have a real job? Or yeah. like I, I just, with this now, I'm just like, yeah. I don't even care. Because the way that I see it is the work. This is something that I went through with my own spiritual mentor, Nat, the work that you and I are doing in like the growth and development sphere, it's very unique and it's new, but I'm telling you this time in four years, we are going to be the, the path carvers of this industry. Oh, yeah. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and people are acknowledging a lot more that this work is crucial
1: absolutely I agree and you know especially in the last couple of years with everything that people have experienced especially the you know lack of person-to-person um, contact. contact yeah you can just see how much that itself has affected people and people realize wow like we need to talk things out yep. we need that communication yeah we need like it's all healing it really is yeah um, so yes <laughs>
0: Um, I'm just holding my youngest cavoodle like a, like a baby, like a baby. and she's just staring at Tammy from across the desk. <laughs> Cleo.
1: It's amazing that I feel like they sense. Our,
0: yeah, they do. Everything that's yeah. happening. If I have a client in here that's about to cry, Zena knows and she goes over to the. Yeah, yeah, she just did. She just. Her paw yeah, yeah, she knows. Like, Do you want me to come up? They're therapy dogs. They're intuitive. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Um, So anyway, guys, this was part two of my chat with Tanvi. I'll have to have you on again. Yes, actually, Katie's so. going to come back on for a few, and then I might have you again, and just we'll just keep balling. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you found this as interesting as we did. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the warrior project. Um, I will link Tanvi's information somewhere. You can find Tanvi on Instagram at Tanvi war dojo. Um, if you liked this episode, please don't hesitate to share it. Um, tag me if you do, please leave a five-star review. And as always guys, thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you on the next one.